0: Howdy. This is a... Fuck. Welcome to the fail... Uh... No, 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 I got this. I got this. All right. Welcome to the Art of the Fail. This is a podcast hosted by Christian Borgazan, co-founder of Bruja, and myself, Chris Buttonham, co-founder of Obi.ai. We chat with startups and entrepreneurs about their failures in hopes to uncover incredible lessons and unmask the stigma around failing today. Let's just get
1: started with the show. The, uh, oh, shit. Are we ready to go then? Eh? Yeah, we're good. Alright. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of the Fail. I'm joined by none other than the man to the right of me, sometimes to the left, uh, Chris Buttonem. Howdy as always we've got another awesome episode uh for everyone listening today and with that being said today's guest is alex berman co-founder and ceo of experiment 27 alex thanks for joining us today yeah thanks for having me not a problem at all cool yeah so i think uh before we get into it this is something that's actually really exciting for for chris and myself to be completely candid um to everyone listening this is our first time Doing an episode with someone that we have never oh, met before, yeah. yeah, never met before. So it's uh, it's really exciting and cool for us. Um, so I'm glad that we connect. And if it's not cool, connected. you'll just never hear the episode. <laughs> yeah, only us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the ones that will be listening to it. Um, yeah. So just to give everyone some contact, some context. Sorry, we actually we first connected with Alex through. And uh, Ronaldo, right? He's your director of content. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, he does all of our marketing.
1: Okay, sweet. Yeah, so he reached out to us, just letting us know that uh, that I guess he found one of our episodes. Yeah, I'm um, a friend
2: of uh, uh, of Daniel Wallach, who I think was a, a guest on the show. Okay. Oh, yeah. Funny.
1: Okay. Perfect. Yeah, we just had Daniel on recently. So all right, it's all it's all adding up then. Yeah. Cool very cool oh, yeah, all right, let's, I guess... let's see if this concept scales right <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah I, I guess uh let's let's hop right into it we'll we'll get to our our failures of recent days
0: cool you want me to start yeah go for it all right um so mine is um i'm gonna try and just riff off of this um <laughs> i was doing a pitch uh recently a couple of weeks ago in san francisco for like this startup competition and um Uh, I got in the room, it was like eight uh, mentors or whatever who were judging, and um, uh, they had my deck queued up, and in my deck I have like the the same first slide in in every deck I have, it's just my logo, and uh, I start my pitch, and I click the down arrow, and I instantly noticed it was the wrong deck. They had a much older version um, than what I needed, (laughs) and I literally said, well, this isn't good for me, <laughs> and um, and I was I think I ended up playing it off pretty uh, pretty good, but It's gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, um, I don't know if so much of a failure is just like a reflection on mm-hmm. um, you know being confident in the content, not relying on those mediums too heavily, and and also like logistically, like I had sent uh, I guess Alex, my co-founder, to uh, two iterations of the deck, and he. He he did confirm receipt with them that they had received the changes, but the, um, or they received the deck, but they, they didn't you know confirm whether or not it was put into Swaps. the queue, which clearly right. uh, happened. Um, but anyway, that's that's mine of the day. Yeah,
1: cool. Mine uh, <laughs> mine's pretty funny actually. It uh, it made me laugh at least. Um, so what I did is I I have these Sony headphones and they're wireless, and you know when I when I put them on my head. I can't hear anything, um, I'm completely tuned out, but I guess I had my music so loud that I thought that it was playing um, through my headphones when I, when I put on my Spotify list, only, so I thought that I synced up the Bluetooth with it, but only just to, uh, to find a couple people in the room just staring at me. Well, of course, you work in a co-working space. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> just staring at me, being like, what the hell are you doing, And So it turns out I did not pair up my phone with my, uh, with my headphones. And I love it. Everyone was was listening to my music as well. So, we need more comedic relief in the fuck yeah. ups of the day. So, I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, luckily, I had some <laughs> decent music playing too. I was a little worried. I was like, shit, what am I playing? Um, what was it? Yep. Yeah, it was NF. So, Chris introduced me to NF, and he's, uh, I don't know, you give the spiel on him. He's, I don't really know. I mean, he's a, he's a hip hop uh, rap artist, he's got a very similar style. Um, to Eminem I would say he's yeah. actually from Michigan too which is, yeah, which he is. is pretty crazy um, so Na- I think his name is Nathan um, whatever his last name yeah. is. starts with an F he's got of a bit course. of a unique
0: spin to him though he's yeah. um, like each album has like an intro and outro kind mm-hmm. of like has a progression um, all of the rap is clean which is, like we swear a lot on this show Surprise it's not, it's not shit yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> I'm not prioritizing that but it's kind of just unique in nature and like He doesn't talk about um, women, cars, and drugs, which is, I don't know, The typical Gambit. Yeah,
1: refreshing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah, he's got a good style, good flow. Cool. Um, Yeah, I guess. All right, Alex, so Ronaldo kind of gave me a little bit of of the rundown, and he said you've got some pretty cool experiences. Well, I don't know if you want to call them cool or not, but (laughs) I guess we'll uh, we'll be the judge of that after this episode. yeah, regardless, I mean, if you want to just introduce yourself
2: and, and, and what you do to our listeners. Sure. So my name is Alex Berman. I run a, I'm run the chairman, actually, not the CEO anymore. My co-founder took over. So I'm the chairman of oh, okay. a marketing company called Experiment 27. Mm-hmm. I'm also the executive producer slash founder of an animation company called Garlic Media and uh, do a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, but those are my two main projects. Um, and I actually the the big fail was I used to be the CMO at a startup that was valued at a hundred million dollars that basically imploded over the course of two months. Wow,
1: excellent. let's uh, let's dig into that. yeah, let's hear let's hear it.' <laughs> <laughs> Start, we're, we're, it, is, excited, it. we're excited. we're yeah. excited to dig into that. So I guess uh, yeah, go sure. for it.
2: So I had um, so the way that I met this this guy, the founder of this startup, was I had just started my own company, and I was looking for lead generation. And I just met him in like the chat, I hired their company to do lead generation, we got along, he passed me over some leads to close, I closed those leads, and basically he hired me on as the CMO. Uh, Things seemed to be going well for about a year. Uh, We were all doing uh, nomad life, so we were all traveling around and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And what happened was, at some point uh, he got sick, and he basically ended up in the hospital. But the problem that we ran into, was while he was in the hospital, uh, nobody was running collections, nobody was running payroll, and really nobody was passing leads over to production. Like he had made himself the bottleneck of this company. So here we were, we were sitting around with like a team of 12. None of us had communicated with each other at all, um, not even over Slack or anything. And so like we're all just kind of sitting there. I had clients like beating down my door, like emailing me nonstop, like asking for refunds and stuff. A couple, uh, after Like threatened to sue I had to give away like I gave away like 4,000 bucks personal money to just to these people to get them to go away Wow, Um, so yeah, I was just watching this whole thing crumble And yeah, he basically disappeared Um, But the interesting thing was after the company failed I heard from his new co-founder that he basically Did the same company right after can you so you start
0: again. You just you just cut out just briefly there. Yeah, yeah.
2: So after the company failed, um, his new co-founder he had started another SaaS company, and he mm-hmm. told me that the guy did the exact same thing over at that company after the same amount of time, about a year and a half. Wow, wow. So he's got a
0: <laughs> track record of doing that. So so d- was it was it did it come out in the wash that he wasn't in the
2: hospital or? So I think he was in the hospital. I I still no, I have no idea. Like I haven't talked to this guy since the whole thing kind of fell apart. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. That's a very unique
1: situation, I'd say. Well, if it, it's kind of going, we had a, um, in, in a
0: previous episode, we spoke to uh, Tristan Pollock from 500 Startups, and he we talked a lot about culture and, mm-hmm. and team and, 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 and a little bit about org structure. And it's interesting to maybe dissect that a little bit on, um, I guess... You know how the how the uh, leadership team was crafted, and and how like you said, Alex, that everything ended up being bottlenecked through him, and ultimately it was the demise of the company.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the so the big thing, and I think one of the the big errors he made is how siloed everything was. So basically, right, he was right. the founder and the CEO. Basically, he all the money went through him, all the refunds went through him, everything there. I went through him. I was doing marketing and some sales, meaning I was just writing blog articles, I was talking to customers on the phone, I was sending them payment forms. The production guy, Kevin, never talked to him, um, but he was the one who ran the team that was fin- that was finding the leads. So basically, CEO sat between me, it was me and him were the other two executives, and we never mm-hmm. interfaced. And I think that siloing is is really what brought down the company, aside from the fact that it sounds like he had some other issues. And do you
0: think, like, can you attribute any of this to like the nomad like remote team structure
1: that's a good question
0: so like, is it a does that mean it can yeah i mean i don't know if you can bl- point the blame at that but it, it
2: becomes a risk at that point mm-hmm. i think it makes it it makes it easier for something like that to happen right like i've never right. i've for never sure. seen that happen before i have had a, a similar thing actually happen with our company that I run now, one of our sales guys just basically stopped, actually two people now have just stopped talking to us, like working for us for multiple months and then just like disappeared off the face of the earth. So I think
1: Just out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, just completely out of nowhere, like talk to them the week before, they seem good and then just all of a sudden they don't show up to one-on-ones and they're gone. So we have 15 people and yeah, that's happened twice so far in the last two. I want to,
1: I just, I want to poke the bear a little bit on that one. Um I'm sure you, you've tried to, to reach out to these these people then, just to, to get in contact with them. Have you had any luck with that?
2: No, so what happened with the first guy, we hired him to do PR. He was out of uh, somewhere in the middle of the country, like, uh, I don't want to say Ohio, Tulsa. Where, where's uh, Warren Buffett from? Uh, Omaha, yeah. Right? Yeah, he was, he was yeah. from Omaha. And basically, yeah, he was working for us for a couple months, he was doing lead gen. And then, yeah, he just went silent on social media. Like, everything was gone. I I have no idea what happened. And then, yeah, eventually he popped back up. And uh, for him, I just didn't reach out. I just totally ignored him. Yeah, just ignore him. He's like a groundhog, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The other other guy that disappeared, though, he was, like, on a downward track. Like, first he was doing really good as a sales guy for our company. And then... At a certain point like he started making excuses like his grandma died one week and then the next week he was like Someone else died in his family. He got in a car Mm -hmm. accident like the week after so he just started disappearing And then eventually he just yeah he was gone and then I texted him he never even At first I tried calling him didn't answer he didn't even respond to the text that I had to send him telling him not to come in again
0: so this, this was, this was uh, a company that you had afterwards, or is this the same
2: $100 million company? No, so this is, so this is the current company that I'm chairman this of. This is your current This co- is Experiment okay. 27. This yeah. is Experiment okay. 27, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I think the reason why I brought that up is because we're talking you know, nomad life, and I, I think a yeah, lot of people yeah. talk about you know, nomadic culture, like Buffer, Joel's doing amazing, and I think you know, the 13, 14 people that have stayed at our company are also you know, doing well with the nomad lifestyle. yeah it is just a risk that no one i haven't seen that talked about before just people disappearing and for those for those who don't
0: know like the nomadic lifestyle or like this these uh hipster terms that we're throwing (laughs) around um it's basically like remote work you kind of just you you can do everything from your laptop and you travel travel around the world or whatever wherever you you work wherever you want to work type of thing um uh yeah it's very on trend as they as they say um, <laughs> yes it is um interesting so the the company previous to the to the one you're chairman of now
2: uh how many employees was it at uh, that time so i'm not even 100 percent sure it, it was anywhere from 10 to 20 employees it was that wow. it so was this, that, this... I love like this dude had that much control like, or that much uh fear of go- of giving away control i guess
0: so it's, um, it's safe to say it was poorly, poorly run and poorly organized.
2: It was, yeah, and there were red flags before it all fell apart, too. Like, the fact, right. that, the fact that the guy had to be in control of everything um, is probably a huge red flag. The fact that yeah. the team's mm-hmm. senior leadership doesn't meet each other is probably a big red flag as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's just something like, and t- talking about failure, like, that's something that I'd, I wouldn't even considered to be a possibility. It's fascinating. I've never heard anything like it. Yeah, me neither. That's why, yeah, that's why I was so excited to hear about how
1: the hell this
2: happened. Yeah, and, and this dude, um, um, this dude, like a lot of our clients were five hundred startups. A lot of them were, uh, were out in, in San Francisco. This guy was, um, was like in that community as well. Just totally disappeared. Interesting. Wow.
1: Hmm. Crazy. You might have to hunt. Him yeah. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Eh? Um.
0: Okay. Interesting. Uh now Christian, did you say that there was a there was another like sort of off kilter story? Yeah,
1: yeah. So there were there was a couple more. Um and and we can kinda touch on that if you'd like to. I know Ronaldo mentioned something about hiring decisions,
2: um how it like, ended up costing I like this, you. I like this because Ronaldo didn't tell me what he sent you. So <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> We're literally Damn we're putting, you Ronaldo. <laughs> we're putting you on the spot right now. Great. Um
1: and also, we uh, we heard of something about the pursuit of a new venture in the entertainment industry. Um, yeah, so maybe or, maybe you can touch on those two for us and, and dive into a little bit of detail for our listeners.
2: Sure. So I think some of the hiring mistakes um, I, we kind of covered it with people disappearing. Um, yeah, that's probably the the biggest thing I've seen um, in terms of. Mis- so
1: that's what ghosting means. <laughs> that's what
2: ghosting means, and and what's what's so messed up about it. Is the second guy that ghosted us? I actually had warning um, because we had hired him, and then he disappeared for a full month. He said he was in a car accident and just randomly messaged back. And one of my uh, one of my former bosses, I was telling him about this, and he said, "You know, never. You know, if this guy does show up again, never hire him back." And I just did not listen. So there's another there's another fail for you. Hired him back, and he did the exact same thing.
0: What uh, What made you go against that advice? Like, uh, what so- did you tell you that?
2: Yeah, so I run a, a YouTube channel, and he watched his – uh, he he seemed like he watched a lot of the videos, like he was talking about him. So he just seemed like a, a nice young hustler, man, who's out in uh east coast of the United States. So, mm. I, you know, it's just like my gut feeling – Half it, it was like a mixed gut feeling because half of it was like this guy's a hustler, and then the other half of it was like, you know, he disappeared for a month. He's probably going to disappear again. Right, right. It was like a 60-40 from the gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you.
0: And with this new company that uh... – you're chairman of, um, it's, it's all remote as well then?
2: Yeah. X 27 is all remote. Um, my co-founder or co-founder and now the CEO is over in Romania. Everybody else is in the U (laughs) S wow. So, okay. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. Speaking about
1: hiring, like what, what is your hiring process like then being, um, a nomadic
2: culture? Sure. So the thing that's worked best for us is, so we find a lot of people um, that just message us about the YouTube channel. Um, and then we also find a lot of people on AngelList. And what we'll normally do is we do a full month of a trial. So like, let's say our average salary is uh, like $3,000 a month. We'll do a lower salary, so 2000 bucks a month for month number one uh, with some set KPIs, just basically them doing the job. And we found that doing it like that and then negotiating salary and negotiating everything after um, is, is what keeps people on. Because some people will just dip uh, during that first month Like Mm -hmm. maybe 30% of people that pass the whole interview process will just leave during that. Um, also before we do that trial, uh, we do a test. So let's say the job is sales. Maybe the test is coming up with 30 leads or if the job is PR, maybe they're coming up with like a list of publications or writing a cold email that they would send to pitch somebody. So we're, we're a marketing company. So a lot of our stuff is PR and uh, and cold email. Interesting. Now, um,
0: do you ever? This is always my my curiosity when it's remote teams. Do, they, do you do fly them out to you to meet them at all? Like once they've been vetted? Or
2: no, certain, man. No. I, um, no. No. I grew up on on the internet. I'm, I'm the same age you guys are. I don't need to meet. Yeah. I don't need to meet anyone. I think uh, you know, talking through Google Chat, at least for me, or talking through video chat, it means the same mm-hmm. as uh, as meeting in person. I know for a lot of older people, it's not the same. But yeah. for us, at least, like I'll I'll meet them when it's convenient or when it makes sense. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. I've met one of our sales guys before because we were both at a conference together. I've met my co-founder twice. Like we went out to Boston to pitch a client. I went out to Romania a couple times to see him. But yeah, like the vast majority of my team, I haven't met. And actually, now that I'm the chairman, there's even people on the team I haven't spoken to. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, don't don't get me wrong. I I totally get
0: it, and I I have a good friend that really really is like um hardcore into that culture like i don't think you would work for a company that isn't remote and um but for me personally i wouldn't i would never start a remote company um and i like even me even me like i like i like what you said there alex about like talking via like hangouts is the same um i agree like i think i can get a good read on people but i still have just for me personally um, like that, that human touch, and um, and even just like the challenges of building a culture around that too um, are, I think, probably different. Again, not right or wrong, but just fundamentally different. Just different, yeah. Yeah, and I think
2: everyone's yeah. got different stuff that that appeals to them. Like most of For our sure. guys, what I found is. A lot of them are super entrepreneurial. So like Ronaldo, the guy who sent you that info, uh, he runs his own consulting company on the side in addition to X27. Okay. Uh, my co-founder Robert has his own agency that he's running too. Like everyone's kind of doing their own thing in addition to this. Uh, Letty, who's our one of our best cold callers, she's like the top of an MLM. So she's always posting these like, pictures of her son and like talking about how she enjoys her day off like that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I imagine
1: with, uh, with just kind of touching on, on what Chris was saying, there's gotta be a lot of challenges. Um, again, you know, not whether it's right or wrong, just fundamentally different, but there's definitely gotta be some challenges on your end. Um, as previous CEO now chairman, just for, you know, the things like the accountability, communication, um, even motivation. Now, it sounds like a lot of your employees are self-starters and hustlers. Um, how, do you, you know, how do you keep the entire team
2: motivated and, and on track and on pace to, to crush their goals? So the easiest way that I found is just to fire people that are underperforming. I know that sounds a little mean, um, but I, I follow the hire fast, fire fast mentality, um, which is basically, you know, they complete all the tests and everything. You bring them on as long as they're cool people. Um, and then, yeah, if they're not performing or they're not hitting their KPIs, uh, we got to get them out of there pretty fast um, and that's, that's, yeah, that been what's work. that's been what's worked. Um, we also, we use a lot of uh, independent verification. So for instance, all of our sales guys, uh, one of the services we sell is cold emails, uh, cold email for lead gen for digital agencies and one of our um, tracking. Tools is Lael, our account manager, will literally log into the e- email inboxes of the sales guys and make sure that they're sending the the emails that they're saying they're sending. So just right. checking that sort of work.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, it's funny you brought that up actually because that's something that um, crossed my mind was uh, just tracking performance even when it came to you know sending out X amount of emails.
2: Right, day, and that's for you example. Know, talk about talk about fails as well. That's another mistake we've made on past hires. Where basically right. we thought they were working, we thought they were crushing it, because there was they said they were, basically. And then when yeah. the meetings didn't come in, we verified it, and or we would look at the log and see they hadn't logged into their inbox for a week. Mm-hmm. Like, that's happened with three different people now, over the last two years. Jeez.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just talking to Tristan about the whole um, firing thing, and, yeah. and the the importance of, of making the right hires and stuff like that. And I, we're, we're kind of getting off on this, like, nomadic topic, but it's interesting. I, I don't think that's, it's it's... Uh, um, we will talk about it all that much in in future episodes, just given that it's not as popular as, like, the traditional. But, uh, no, it's super interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you find, like, is there a virtual um, working interview type thing? I know you said, like, you... Um, you did the uh, like the subsidized salary for the first month, and, and that seems to work. I know like some local startups around here that will do um, um, they do like working interviews. So it's kind of like the same concept where the you, you go through your interview process, whatever, and then you're actually working side by side with the team that
2: um, you're working with as sort of just like a test play. Oh, so it so for us, like it depends on what you're optimizing for. So I, mm. I always wanted a company where nobody really had to talk to anybody. Everyone could kind of just do their own thing. Um, oh, that's interesting. The first interesting. the first startup job that I had in New York uh, was at this company called Vimbly, um, and basically it was the the boss there, Sam, ran it like uh, kind of like a sweatshop. Like everybody was in from seven a.m. to nine <laughs> p.m. Like we were all working our asses off. We loved it. Like you know, it's right. it's traditional like New York hustle. Yeah. But the the thing that I saw was at one point like six months in. Sam had to go to New York and he'd been there every single day, but he, or not New York, he had to go to LA for something for a week. And during that week, everyone was just extremely lazy. Like nobody got a single thing done. Um, Maybe they got some stuff done, but you know, the productivity was way lower when he wasn't there. So one of the things I wanted to do was, yeah, create a company where, you know, they can't tell when the boss is away. (laughs) You know, you can't, you have to work at a consistent rate if you're, you know, if you're gonna slack when the boss is gone and you have no idea when the boss is gone. It's it's kind of impossible. Yeah, I mean,
0: candidly, uh, the the team will either laugh or give me shit for this if (laughs) if they're listening. But saying the latter, um, (laughs) uh, that happens. Like I I travel uh, to the we're we're from Canada and we I travel to the states often and I I see a dramatic. not I shouldn't say dramatic, but I see a decrease in in productivity um, when I'm not around. Yeah, when the boss is gone, it's time to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but it like was, Alex said so that's a challenge. Sorry, uh that's not really what you want to build no, in, you don't, in the exactly. culture. You want to um, do the opposite. I, I mean, I get it. It's I don't think they I don't think they have like that mentality like you're you're joking about, but it's more psychological.
2: Um absolutely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I think I think it just happens. And the easiest way that I found to to remove that is is to uh yeah to be all nomads because like I, i'm a big fan of tim Ferriss like i'm a big fan of these like mm-hmm. lifestyle businesses and yeah. yeah where a lot of them fail like uh I, I i saw my almost every boss I've actually every single boss i've had um has ended up trapped in the business uh besides this other one where their company tanked right but i guess he really was trapped in the business yeah. he left <laughs> yeah. the had to bail. it sounds like he's trapped in- yeah <laughs> but every like I didn't want to end up in a situation like that. So I've, I've constantly been trying to optimize and, and remove myself as much as possible. Like one of the reasons why uh, Robert's the CEO now is cause I did an analysis of all the stuff I was doing. And basically after I'd hired everything away, I was doing two things. I was doing a lot of sales calls, new business, and I was doing a lot of one-on-ones with the team. So I hired a sales guy to do the sales meetings and then I hired or and then we made Robert the CEO to handle the one-on-ones. And now all I do is YouTube videos. Hmm. Oh, self awareness.
0: Yeah,
1: that's come up a bunch. Yeah, no
2: in kidding. Every episode, it's a
1: recurring topic uh, on on our episodes. Yeah, I yeah think no, it's self awareness, and, it's and, and it's so.
2: also for for me. It's also assuming that I suck. Right? I always assume that if I hire somebody else to do a job, especially if it's their only job, they're probably going to do it better than I do it. Sure. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah,
1: rather than you taking on two or three or five five different proper things delegation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes sense we want to jump into the last thing that we were going
1: to talk about oh right the entertainment industry (laughs) yeah apparently you have uh or you're in pursuit of or or now you do have a, a new venture in in the entertainment industry
2: yeah it's a media company we do animation and like comedic videos and stuff like that um we have one big client right now and actually big fail of the of the day I meant to bring this up is we we just pitched Adult Swim like two days ago it was like the fourth time we pitched them oh cool um and they had good feedback for us the first three times and they were right. like we like the characters and everything come back and like frame it in a show and we yeah. came back we pitched it to them again and it was a superhero show and apparently all they hear is superhero shows <laughs> And we we should have fucking known, like we should have, we should have known how cliche this idea was. So now we're, so they told us to basically scrap the entire idea and start over. (laughs) But they're still going to entertain like your pitches. So they're pretty open. Adult Swim actually in general is pretty open about taking like random unsolicited pitches. They're one of the few companies that'll do that. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll still entertain it. It's, it's harder than I thought, um, a lot harder in the entertainment industry. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was like major fail, like. They liked the characters, then we pitched them as superheroes and now they don't like the characters anymore. Now they don't like any part of it. <laughs> back back to yeah. the drawing
0: board. Back yeah. to the roots now. <laughs> That's really exciting. I like that. It's it's a little uh, different, right? It's a little bit more on the creative side than what we normally Yeah, exactly. Get across. Yeah, it's yeah. Get
2: and twist. it's um I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. Like it's it's fairly straightforward to succeed in business, right? It's just like deliver value to people and then you make money and like you keep going right you keep scaling up for entertainment it's like what i've found it's like you need to come up with an idea and then you need to keep one upping yourself and like constantly telling yourself you're like constantly telling yourself the idea is bad and trying to find something better and it's like such a mental exercise to do right i couldn't even yeah i couldn't even
0: imagine um i think it's a whole another ball game like you said um you know depending on what most people fail because uh, they give up too early, or um, it's like the stupid stuff. It's 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 rarely about. It's more about the execution, mm-hmm. and lack of the, consistency. The idea, but I think the creativity yeah. on the the entertainment side holds a little bit more weight.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like we're pitch number four, four deep on this Adult Swim pitch. Like we could have given up after number one when they said our ideas were cliche. <laughs> <But> we're, just, <laughs> we're still going. I almost gave up like after that happened last night, but I. I uh I went and I bought a steak had a nice steak dinner because you know (laughs) I could afford that (laughs) and uh, you know (laughs) can try again (laughs) what got you into this like what was the progression from
0: like when you said um this current company that you sort of shipped your responsibilities uh you know what was that what was the thought process in your head what was the transition
2: so businesses should work for you i guess i learned like the first business book i ever read was Four Hour work week and before that i i read that in college and i had no idea really what a job was or anything like i didn't know what people did in offices until i read that book so i think just being shaped by that um i know like i I have the feeling now that businesses are just supposed to support your lifestyle versus the other way so i've always been trying to figure out ways to work as little as possible on the stuff i don't want to do so i can focus on the stuff that i do want to do um, and I, I think it's all just naturally occurring from that mindset. That
1: makes sense. Yeah, that's very cool. You're almost like you're, you're testing the waters um, yourself just to see what works and, and what doesn't um, for your own life, which I think is one of the reasons why you found out that this nomadic, you know, business and lifestyle works for you because of those past experiences that you've gone through. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah, um, and everyone has their own, their own passions too. So like, you know, Austin who runs our sales, or Patrick that's our lead sales director, like Patrick's been doing sales for 25 years. He, he's super passionate mm-hmm. about it. So if I'm going to go in there with a half passion, like I'd rather have a, a guy that's 100% passionate about it on the team than, than having me do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, like my old man says, always have,
1: have your money working for
0: you. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Well, or, or what is that Oh, Leary. What does he say? He refers to the money. Yeah, as yeah. The little, s- the the soldiers. little soldiers. Yeah. I was the little just soldiers that. that are working for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, li- the little green soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna
0: send out my men I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that they're heavily Jeez. armed. Like, yeah. They're
2: all. They're all digital now. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Digital yeah. I don't know what color the internet is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Wow. Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, what a unique uh, point of view on everything mm-hmm. i think that was that's really great thanks you think the
2: show scales
0: <laughs> I, I think we'll see i mean as you see as, as you've as you've noticed we're sort of building out in the open um we are trying to be as transparent and as candid as humanly possible with ourselves and with the show and um and we will see we uh we are more than willing to hear feedback and uh and take this thing to the next level.
1: And um, the uh, the I guess the irony in all this is is if we end up failing, then we actually end up succeeding. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah well, maybe the that's the whole w- accumulation.
2: The thing I'm waiting for is you guys to start failing on purpose because you run out of, <laughs> run out of failure. <laughs> like, shit.
1: We need material. Fucking <laughs> up. No, uh, I think. Uh... <laughs> I'll be the first to admit I think I make so many failures. Anyways, on there's too much basis content. <laughs> we're we're good to go for a couple yeah. years. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Let's uh, let's keep keep in touch and, and maybe we can do this again sometime. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Have a great night.